If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. from that Super Bowl party? No. It's a CU podcast. That was rhetorical. That's, it's a CU podcast for Tuesday, February 5th, 2019, alongside Ian Ferguson. I'm Pat Contry. We have a bevy of nice topics to deliver to you digitally. Digital, <laughs> digital delivery. Good. That, can mean, that can mean different things, like digits. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dr. Mario World announced uh, we have Anthem's uh, weird purchase chart. Microsoft planning Xbox Live for Switch and mobile as someone texts me. Uh, we have a scumbag sub of the week, uh, and we have Q and A as well. Uh, 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 real quick before we get started, we're going to be at SoCal Retro Gaming Expo February twenty third and twenty fourth. You can go to SoCalRetroGamingExpo.com dot com. Use our code CU Podcast get ten percent off tickets. Uh, it, it's a great show. It's the greatest show in California. It's an exciting I mean. time with wonderful people. Yes, it is. Uh, you have before getting to the guests, you have a, a free console area. Great, great arcade. Uh, Bobby's beefed up the arcade uh, offerings in the past year. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, uh, it's going to be good. Um, you have a uh, vendor room. Me and Ian will be hanging out. I'll be I'll be loading up the, uh, the car with, with goodies to sell, and we'll have a might, – might be the last of the certain NES guidebook to sell at a convention because I'm running out of copies. Uh, it's, 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 don't rush, but get there earlier. <laughs> anyway, and then we have a bunch of guests. We have, like, Gerard and Alex, our buddies uh, – we're going to have uh, Billy and Jay, the lovable game chasers. You got, um, you have, wow, Norm the Gaming Historian is going to yep. be there. Uh, Andre Meadows of Black Nerd Comedy fame will be there. And a lot more. That's right. A lot more. Um, there's probably, I think, there's, it's like the most guests they ever had in a year. And yeah, and you, you can get to see us kind of in our backyard, a good two and a half hours north of us right here. This will be Ian's third one? Yeah, first, second. Oh, second. Wow. Last year was my first it's been my fourth one already. Yeah. They did one summer halfway one. It's been my, my third one in February, I believe. So, wow. Uh, yeah, SoCalRetroGamingExpo.com uh, there. Uh, speaking of L.A., we tried to get up to L.A. for uh, Gerard, uh, the completionist, Gerard Khalil. Our, our buddy had his million subscriber party on Saturday night. And um, we attempted to get up there. We really did. I, I booked my Amtrak <laughs> ticket. God damn it. Ian uh, drove up with uh, Avani, and it didn't go so well. There was a, there was a lot of, uh, let's just say, a lot of weather issues. Yeah, uh, San Diego is not known for handling rain very well. It's not set up for it. And the rain was coming down pretty hard, uh, and the wind was very It was a wind, though. Yeah, the wind was probably worse than anything. Avani drives a very small Chevy hatchback, <clears throat> and, I mean, you could feel the wind force on it. Yeah. And at one point, as we're... We're stopping at a light. I hear a thud, and there's just this chunk of palm tree that you know got blown into the car. And we're like, okay, well, whatever, haha, fine. And then we start driving. You need to hit the car, not- yeah. Hit so you the first, car. We, first time I thought you meant like it went inside the car. No, it, it hit, hit the, the car. car. Okay. Um, and then we continued to go drive up, and you know, whatever, it was fine. And then it started to rain harder, and a large branch about an inch in diameter, and maybe about. 
I'd say two and a half feet long. I just see it come sailing across the fucking freeway and boom, right into the side of her car. And we're like, all right, you know what? I think that's uh, that's probably it. That's probably enough. Meanwhile, yeah. at, at, a, at a train station, my, my train was booked. It's about a three-hour train ride, which it's about a three-hour car ride to maybe a little more traffic or a little bit less if there's a little less traffic. But you're going to be driving at least two and a half hours to L.A., even with, with with a moderate amount of traffic. So I said, I'm, I'm going to book um, a train ride. I was going to hang out with Andre for like three, four hours beforehand because I never get to hang out with Andre. He really comes down here. I never get to see him. I have no no close friends that are local. It's kind of, it's kind of a shame. Anyway, so um, I, booked the, I booked the train ride. I get up there, you know, 20 minutes early, and then it gets delayed. Oh, delayed a half hour. Okay, that's fine. So I said, I, I grabbed the burrito. Uh, I, you know, you old, old town's right there. Uh, one, one right over there. One that actually I can get quickly, you know, without sitting down. Um, and then I come back, and then they keep delaying it. They have an app, and they keep pushing it back three minutes. <laughs> so they pushed it back three minutes. Um, what's 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 the three hours divided by three minutes? There was that sixty times. Yeah. So I was at the train station for over three hours. My train was delayed about three and a half hours. So by this point, I mean, and there's no real cover. Like I went to the bus area. Oh yeah, no, there's like no there's real a little cover. overhang, but the winds just hit me, and it, and I'm just getting hit. My my jeans were soaked uh, with the rain. Like the, the wind was probably like 30 miles an hour, 35 miles an hour. It was not a light. Yeah, it was like it was, 30 miles per hour with gusts up to 50. Yeah, and I think they, I think they, the, well, the problem with the train was first they said there was an altercation or a, a trespasser on a train down the line, uh, down s- south of us or something. So that was an issue. But I'm like, that's not a big issue to be delayed three hours. So something yeah. happened with the line, I think, where they had to clean up the line around Del Mar or there was stuff getting blown on. It's like, you can't have some sort of protector for, all, for like prawns from trees and prawns. No, prawns. Palms. Palms. Prawns are prawns? fucking shrimp. <laughs> a, a prawn is a shrimp. I thought there was something uh, that it's a palm prom. Prong. Palm fraud. Palm fraud. Prawn. 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 See? Prawn. I'm a writer. Anyway. Play so, some Scrabble. God damn it. I'm not good at Scrabble. I'm good at word search. Uh, so after three hours, I had turned around and Eden says, Eden was my ride home. And he had turned around. It was a nice waste of an afternoon, but we, what our heart was in it to go see Gerard. Yeah, I felt I felt bad. I felt really bad, but what I tried like saying, "Hey, hey Gerard, here's my receipt." <laughs> I tried to get there, and Amtrak thankfully, they, they, if you go online, if you try to cancel online, they don't give your money back. It counts as a no show, even though I was there for three and a half hours at this station. But I called up, and the person, no question asked, said, "Okay, I'll, I'll give your money back." So I was like, "Okay, good for you, Amtrak." Otherwise, I'd go on the podcast today and be really annoyed at you. Mm. Um. Uh, so uh, the Super Bowl came and went, and uh, Ian doesn't watch the Super Bowl because why would he watch the biggest entertainment event in North America? Ah, holy shit! That's ghost ghost phone. <laughs> Christ, <laughs> I gotta remember to unplug that. Yeah, not just take the ringer off. So anyway, holy shit! All right, Ian. Uh, <laughs> What the hell is going on? I don't know. So the Super Bowl happened. The Patriots beat the Los Angeles Rams. Fuck. <laughs> Take it away, Ian. Yeah, so anyway, I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I never, I, I don't watch, I haven't watched the Super Bowl in years. Oh, my God. Uh, Robert Stack has to Pat's phone is making like an alarm sound now. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I, I don't watch the Super Bowl anymore. Um, I don't. I, I it, it's you like, know we do a podcast, right? Ian? It would be yeah. nice to at least keep up on. It's something kind like of this. the reason why I don't watch most wrestling anymore. I don't want to watch these people fucking kill themselves. 
Well, they have better rules now, but yeah, it's still dangerous. But it was the most boring Super Bowl. 13-3. It was 3-3 after... Uh, it was at the half. I checked that. At, at the half, it, w- it was just... 3-0. 3-0. Yeah. Sorry. So people were saying, oh, it was exciting because it was a defensive game. No, 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 no. Jared Goff played like ass because he's a young 24-year-old. He's not experienced. Uh, Brady played like shit for 90% of the game. He had a, a couple good passes. The only reason that they won is because uh, no one could cover Julian Edelman. He got like open by 20 feet every play. I'm like, double team him. That's where you're going. Anyway... So people are saying Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. No, Tom Brady's not the greatest of all time. Because, first of all, well, if, if, what do you think about Eli Manning beating him twice? But anyway, he was gifted like three of his Super Bowls because the Seahawks couldn't run a running play on, on you know the two-yard line when they had uh, Marshawn Lynch. They didn't give him the ball. Mm-hmm. And then the Falcons couldn't just run the ball. So they let... They let <laughs> They let they let the Patriots come back when the Falcons had to run the ball and, and run the clock down a, a few years ago. So yeah, Brady's a good quarterback, but he's overhyped. It's really about uh, the, the brilliance of of Belichick. It really is because he can play like the team's been so different the past eighteen years, but he just puts different pieces in and makes it work. That's what it is. Um, and yeah, it's right. And the reason why people don't like, like the Patriots because they're cheaters. Uh, they had the Flategate, they had Spygate way back, and then oh yeah, the the Super Bowl MVP Edelman uh, cheated. He, he was suspended the first, what, four games of the season for PEDs. And he's the guy that wins the, the MVP. Oh. So this is, why the, this is why people don't like the Patriots. This is why. They are worse than the Yankees. Because you can, you can not like the – I dislike the Yankees, but they don't go out overtly cheat. Well, they did have Alex Rodriguez and Roger Clemens. But they're not trying to overtly cheat. You know, they're not trying to do it. I think it's different. Yeah, Goff play, played awfully. Oh, yeah, and there was that phantom holding call uh, that – ruined the game because they had all the momentum going on. Uh, they had a, 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 a girly who didn't show up for the game. The running back for the Rams had a had a good uh, run. It was like 12 to 15 yards. And there was a holding call they, they called that ruined them and that they went to drive. So the Super Bowl sucked and, and, and people didn't like it because the Saints got cheated in the NFC Championship game. So the whole thing was tainted. It was an awful Super Bowl. Yeah, even, I, even sports was like, this was not a fun Super Bowl. The commercials were bland. There was like three good commercials. You had a nice one for the Microsoft Adaptive uh, I saw that. Control. That was a sweet commercial. I watched that. That was a good commercial. That was a good commercial. Heartfelt commercial. You had the NFL 100 uh, anniversary commercial. It was really good because you had a bunch of uh, like 40 different ex-players and uh, and uh, Hall of Famers in the commercial going back like the 70s and 60s. So that was cool. Um, and then there was one other good commercial. I can't remember what the, what the third good commercial was. But the commercials even were kind of like they were like half trying. They're just throwing stuff out there, and it's like, eh. Oh, the oh, the Bud Light commercials were good with the with the medieval thing. Oh, and they had a Game of Thrones crossover that no one saw coming. They had a Bud Light slash Game of Thrones crossover. Wasn't there like a Bud commercial with a Dalmatian as well? They, yeah, it, well, that's a Budweiser, oh, okay. not Bud Light. Right, right, right. There's every year they There's do a Bud Light. And every Bud year Light. they do at least one Budweiser commercial with the Clydesdales, yep, that's and, right. and sometimes they put like the you know the, the, the Dalmatian with it. Yeah, I think I was tracking. There was about eleven car commercials and about twelve beer commercials during, which is typical. But the, the, you don't realize until you're watching how many fucking car commercials there are, and they try to trick you. They start with one. They one was a pinball one. Ian, someone sent me that. The, one. There you go. That would yeah. have been the, the pinball wizard playing, and then. <clears throat> I think that was uh, was that a prototype car? There was one that was an electric car, an Audi prototype car. It's not out yet. I forget which one that was. But anyway, no, that was the. Um, was the I think that was the Supra commercial. The, the e-tron Audi. That's the one that's not out yet. They have the crossover, but the electric ones are coming out for a few years for the sedan, I believe. Uh, anyway, that was that. Super Bowl sucked. Patriots can eat me. I want Eli to beat Brady again next year. 
only beat him three times in a row. Uh, Screw Attack is officially changing their channel name. That that's been going around. Uh, it's really been the Death Battle channel for the past couple years. Few right. years they they do the Death Battle stuff. Um, full screen bought them out. It's been like over three and a half years. Full screen bought out Screw Attack. Uh, Craig sold it. Sold the company to full screen in like mid 2015 about or, or later 2015 so if you want to if you want to make the case that by that point screw attack was pretty much over it, it which i made the case at the time i don't think craig was happy about that he sent me an email but it was like this is ceasing to exist at this point and they filtered out what they right. wanted after that they basically got rid of almost everything immediately except for the death battle stuff within like a year i think it was just death battle left so it, it says and screw attack is what a lot of us uh were first noticed on up, upon like uploading. For me, it was game trailers, mm-hmm. and then uploading also the Screw Attack at the time. Um, so people like Norm would upload there, um, uh, Metal Jesus. I uploaded there, uh, and others. And then of course they had the partnership going back with uh, the, the the big reason why they got I think noticed also they, they had that they had the partnership with game trailers and they had all the ABGN videos. They had oh, the, right. they had the, the top ten videos and they had the. Um, Video game vaults were like the cute little, little retro, you know, minute, two minute little throwback mm-hmm. look videos. But um, this was all formality at this point. So to me, Screw Attack hasn't existed in since they sold the full screen, basically. So, but now it's official. Like we're changing the name of the YouTube channel because there's no reason to keep the name going. Just What's it changing to? Just Death Battle. Oh, just Death Battle. I mean, that's basically all that's existing from from Screw Attack from the from the full screen purchase. Gotcha. So. It is what it is, but people are, you know, giving their memories about the site and, and how it was important. And I am thankful that uh, Screw Attack did give me my first ever panel back in 2010. Oh, yes, I remember that. Nine years ago, you, you were barely taught me that. You remember that? Yeah, you showed <laughs> me the trailer for it and everything. All oh, the trailer, I'm tied up, little fucking head moving around the map. That's shit. a good. That's not even on YouTube. That video, I should put that up. Yes, <laughs> I, I put a lot of time and effort into that panel for the 11 people to who I've attended. That was good. I remember. Yeah. But hey, that's where I got friends. That's where I, I formed. So you did the first Play the Punk Challenge? I did the first Play the Punk Challenge there, and that's where I formed friendships. See, this, this guy thinks I don't know shit about him. I just remember well, you don't watch dumb, my videos. I just remember the dumb but stuff. I, that's where I formed friendships with uh, Spoonie, uh, James Rolf, and uh, Pro Jared. I won't say out of those three, I'm only friends with one of those three at this point. But hey, people people change and time marches on. <laughs> that's life. It's a little messy sometimes. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so it's just a little... Uh, said uh apex legends real quick came out with with no marketing or pre-hype just free to, free to play battle royale game that from uh, uh the makers of what is the makers uh respawn is the team they made titanfall um i believe this is supposed to be in the titanfall universe but it's not it's definitely <laughs> the, not the, titanfall 3 the, the tcu the tcu <laughs> um eight a, million they, they hit a uh, million players in eight hours that signed up for it. And I think it's because they they got streamers on board to play it, which is what you have to do in this day and age, obviously. That's what they did. Um, so, yeah, I think they, I think from what I read that they shifted their focus from Titanfall 3 to this game, which is probably going to work out in this day and age. For right now, I mean, a big company working with EA, they're going to take the... Uh, the they're going to take the route that makes their numbers look the best, and I think this is probably going to be that. Absolutely. I will play this before Fortnite. Like this, this is more my style. First person shooter, a little more realistic, not as goofy and cartoony. 
you it know. looks faster. I mean, they also say here the McCoy also addressed why the game is set in the Titanfall universe like Titans. Uh, well, basically, they were incredibly unbalancing, is what he says. Um, they were what, being in a mech? Yeah. Yeah, they were just power fantasies, blah, 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 stomp around squish guys. Well, of course. Um, <laughs> just because it's cool in Titanfall doesn't mean that the element fits here. Uh, we tried about a bunch of versions. The problem was once you get the balance and they're not destroying the integrity of the game, they're no fun. You don't get the power fantasy. So that's why there is no mechs, although it does seem weird to me that you would put it in the Titanfall universe instead of just elsewhere. Well, that's what it's known for. Th- they can build off of, depending on when they ever do, if they, if they ever do Titanfall 3, I mean, why would you if this is a success as Fortnite? You know, we'll, we'll just ignore our past franchises like Epic Games has. <laughs> but um, there's no, no reason to do it. They can just add to the lore, and, if, and maybe they do a version of the game at some point where they have the mechs. You know what I mean? Where it's a mech yeah. fighting. There's, this free-to-play free model, this is, this is to me, not a Pandora's box, but this could be the future more so than we want to admit. Yes. Especially, at least for these multiplayer games like this, where there's no reason to charge money up front for people. You lure them in like, like, a, like a free hit, hit a crack. And then, all right, we'll just we'll just ding you for a dollar here, two dollars there. And before you know it, everyone will spend five hundred dollars over over three years on your game. Right. And that's basically what it's what's happening. Mm-hmm. I uh, death by a thousand cuts. That's that's what these free to play games are. Oh, this is their biggest project to date. One hundred and fifteen devs compared to eighty five on Titanfall two. Yeah, they plan to support the game for at least a year. Oh, how generous! At least a year. Well, if no one plays it, you gotta drop <laughs> well, yeah, it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but if it's like Fortnite, let's put it this way: anything to knock Fortnite off the pedestal a little bit is fine by me. Let's <laughs> let's let's divide this up a little bit. Sure. Speaking of Fortnite, in the NFL. 100th anniversary, it was next year's 100th season, Ninja shows up as a, a waiter real quick. Because the only reason you can see him, because he bends over and he has like the red color hair. He says something to one of the NFL players who looks at him. There's no reason to put Ninja in the NFL commercial. Only uh, very few people are going to uh, be like huge Fortnite players or Ninja players and start watching the NFL because they realize Ninja is a part of the commercial. It was bizarre. To see that. They threw him in there. Oh, kids like Fortnite. We'll put him in the NFL commercial. I cannot think of something more disparate than That's so weird. Fortnite versus the NFL. I just can't. I can't think of any possible cr- cross. Oh, they did. The- Again, they did do that thing with yeah, the they uniforms. Did, they did okay. The uniforms. I'm an idiot. I forget about the uniforms thing. I worked Still, it it's just weird. It's still weird. In- Hold on. Why is this? Christ. We're getting phantom unsolved mystery calls going on. I, I, I am never this in demand at 11 in the morning. Wow. Unless... Ian's a gigolo on the side. He's getting yeah. calls for, for <laughs> anchovy pizza deliveries. Wow. Mm. That's that's a Loverboy reference. Remember the movie yeah. Loverboy? Wow. Yeah. Where'd I pull that one out of? They used to show that in WPIX a lot. Uh, yeah, so so I guess we'll be off and run. Oh, we got to talk about this letter that I got sent. Oh, you got a letter? I Boy, what's, what's in this fan letter? Let's find out. This well, this could be a little. Shit. This could be a, a semi-serious conversation, but whatever. It, it could be. Uh, uh, also, there will probably be some swearing in the upcoming segment. Oh Jesus! So don't don't end my career. Uh, and where's the letter? I've got it up right now. How do you have up and I don't? Is that the wind? Holy shit! That's the wind. I was like, "What is that?" I was like, "Wow." It's coming down again. It's been raining a ton the yeah. past five days. It rains a lot in Holy San Diego shit. in January and February, but this is a lot going Sounds on. Sounds like we have a fan on. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was yeah. like, did my com- other computer turn yeah. on? Yeah. No, it didn't. Uh, I can't find the. I cannot find the 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 the, the letter in question. You have it sent. It's in your sent box. 
I just had it open. And it says just one fan that doesn't matter. Oh, okay. <laughs> just oh, there it is. Okay, I won't say who it's from. So I was sent this this uh, this letter from someone that Ian actually got a a Twitter message from too. But here's the letter I got, Mister Contry. No one calls me that. I watch your YouTube videos and I buy your books. Congratulations. I have one book so far, but I have a second one coming up, but thank you. I fully understand that you do not owe me anything because of that. The CU Podcast has become the vast majority of your new content. I usually enjoy the CU Podcast. However, I feel that Ian's <laughs> Ian's SJW Crusade is hurting your content and turning off viewers. A lot of people watch your content because they want to get away from the hyper-partisan crap in the media these days. Ian has extreme views that turn people off and cause them to stop watching. You, you may limit you may limit these partisan opinions during the podcast to a degree, but he routinely exalts his anti-America, liberal superiority complex <laughs> views on social media as well. This hurts the channel. Today, one of your videos starts started with Ian praising a fundraiser for transgender children. People can be gay or trans or whatever, but we don't need it brought up during a podcast about video games and pop culture media. You were raised Catholic, so you can understand why some people don't want all this Ian SJW crap rubbed in their face. I was raised what, Catholic, When they too. simply want to watch your videos free of politics and agendas. <laughs> Picking sides on controversial issues is bad for business, and I know that you are a businessman. I'm a big fan. Respectfully, the person. Okay. Um, I don't know where to start here. No, it, it's uh, it's like there's just too many angles. First of first of all, um, the 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 event for for the transgendered uh, fundraiser was a gaming event. First of all, yes. It was a huge gaming event that raised hundreds of thousands of dollars. So it's not like we would have just went our way to bring that up if it had nothing to do with gaming. It was in the purview of the podcast to begin with. Um, well, I don't know why you brought up my Catholic upbringing for. <laughs> uh, because Catholic. I are... almost never bring up my Catholic upbringing. <laughs> yeah, where did like did he write that down in a little notebook somewhere? Oh, I'm going to save this for later. That's, that to me is just bizarre to bring that up. That has that, nothing to do with anything. Um, uh, I think saying Ian's on an SJW crusade, that's almost like he's almost trolling because that's like so cliche at this point. It, it is. It's very cliche. Uh, and also, uh, um, crusades, uh, I, I'm not waging a holy war. Um, not not exactly. But, I mean, if you're a Catholic, that's not exactly something you want to be referencing are the crusades. Yeah. I, I, well... <laughs> Very true, Ian. I yeah. guess you want to, you know, it happened 900 years ago. Let's, you know, I'm just say, you know, this person's right. not thinking real. Uh, um, but to, real clearly. Okay. So Ian, he, he calls Ian anti-America. I think that's what bothered me the most is saying it's anti-American to have, basically to have viewpoints yep. that you disagree with. That's what bothers me the most when I hear this stuff. And this, obviously this person uh, probably has other issues going on in their life in order to write an email like this that thinks that this is so important to talk about. But we've talked about social issues on the podcast and political, and I, and I have a whole secondary podcast that I used to do that I can't right now that almost solely talked about social things, not solely, but social political things. And some people disagreed and some people liked it. And I talked about, you know, I talked about healthcare and I talked about politics here and there and Trump here and there. It's not been devoid. This, this podcast has not been devoid of that because that's, that's not the type of podcast we want to do. We don't right. want to be totally devoid of it. We don't lean into it, but, but we're not going to avoid it. We're going to take care. We're, we're going to mention it. And I, I, this is one of my. This is one of the things that drives me nuts because people throw this 
Uh, this has been thrown at us before. People can be gay or trans or whatever. I mean, they can. That's that's right. So fucking deal with it. But um, we don't need it brought up during a podcast about video games and pop culture media. Who the fuck says that that's what our podcast is? Our podcast is defined the way we would like it to be defined. Yeah, I mean, we talk about pop culture and games, but we also talk about other things as well. We've talked right. about things that have nothing to do with that. And while you may not like that, that's our prerogative to do that. We will talk about what we want. And obviously, I'll put it this way. If if Ian and I cared about potentially hurting the feelings of, of certain viewers, we would have avoided topics entirely in the past. Oh, yeah. Us talking about, especially with the, the fucking toxic, toxic YouTube audience, this doesn't go towards the, really the, the, the audience we have on social media or the audio uh, by and large, the audio no, so, followers, social like Twitter followers, are really. It's quite really nice. the toxic YouTube and uh, at least the commenters. We know what topics are going to piss people off. We know that if really we really should avoid talking about PewDiePie whenever he does his eighth racist uh, thing, or says it's like we know that we're going to get a ton of downvotes. We're going to have people sent after us. Explaining why racism isn't racism. <laughs> when we talk, when when Ian talked about how shitty the DCEU and stuff was, and how he hates Zack Snyder, we know we we're going to get hate from uh, DC fanboys and, and people calling us Marvel shills, which, seem, which is so quaint like, now yeah, looking yeah, back. Yeah, that that happened. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because if, if that was the worst of it, I would have been fine. We yeah. know that, but I uh, set my tone early on. <laughs> yes, we we know that topics that could be uh, let's let's just see more nuanced than oh all corporations are terrible we'll get people to call us corporate shills and we know that when we call out entitlement of a fucking entertainment medium we know that people will potentially come after us yep we know all this we don't care because this is an honest podcast yeah. we say what we mean we're not gonna pick pick issues that we know uh, a YouTube audience is automatically going to be on our side for. Does that make sense? For better or for worse. You can, you can say that, well, I only want to have topics thrown at me in discussions that I agree with 100%. Well, then fucking go elsewhere. Here's the thing. We don't need you. I don't, if, I, if that was the case, then I, this wouldn't, we wouldn't have this because there's topics Ian disagrees with me on and I disagree with him on. And guess yeah. what? That's as American as you can be. America was founded on disagreement. It's also the only way the podcast stays interesting over time. No, I would I would if, if, if Ian just came on and we just circle jerked each other, the podcast would have lasted four months. And you wouldn't have <laughs> wanted it. But some of the most interesting discussions is when, when uh, what was the one that a, friend, a mutual friend of ours says they enjoyed? They, they enjoyed our discussion about the the, uh, the backlash to the uh, the battlefield uh, oh, battle yeah. the battle. They loved that, and me and Ian Ian was was spitting venom at me, yeah. but it was entertaining. It's what we do. It was entertaining. I uh... now I'm getting all hot and bothered. I might take off the sweatshirt for the ladies and you special men out there want to see. <sighs> anyway, but. I think that's the, the issue we have is that we can't accept that other people have different views at all. And here's, uh, here's the thing that drives me nuts. Well, another thing that drives me nuts. You know that if I had had views that were slightly political in his favor, he wouldn't be writing this letter no. telling me he's trying to escape you, this anti-partisan this partisan blah, blah, blah bullshit. Yeah, you almost never see, hey, guys, I agree with your politics, but it's too much politics. You almost never hear that. Yeah, he's only upset because he has to hear about things he doesn't like. Yes. So, thanks for buying my b multiple books. I'll, well, I have a second one coming out, certain Superhero guy, but, but, but thanks for that. But um, I feel bad. I actually feel bad that someone thinks this way because this shows just a a 
a uh, rigid mind that isn't able to bend at least to listen to things that might make you feel a little uncomfortable. That, and I, but I think in general that's where we're at. That people don't want to realize that, hey, there's other people that think differently from me, may have different opinions, and I can be okay with that while still listening to them. And we've, we've gone totally off the rails with that, so, unfortunately. Um, I, I, was, I had stuff I wanted to say last night, but I'll just say two things. Uh, Mr. Blank, um, your disappointment in me gives me a humongous turgid erection. And, <laughs> I don't need to with and you can come over here and place your lips directly on my ass. Thank you. Well, well, I started. I wanted to be a little classier, but okay then. On, on with 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 the show, I guess. <laughs> yep. Uh, Ian, uh, we we had big big gaming news come out about Microsoft playing Xbox Live for Nintendo Switch and mobile devices. Yeah, I think this is going to be pretty cool. Um, it's so they're going to work it into uh, iOS, Android, um, Switch. And it's going to let you connect to basically your universal Xbox Live account. So I guess I could probably. It means you, you, it means you you'll log yeah. into a game potentially even on Switch where you get your what access your achievements. Right. You can access your uh, tr- trophies, I guess, and whatever else your friends list, I guess. So it'll be useful for games that um, will allow crossplay, which is great. Um, but also, which is already happening with some games. Yeah, with some games, this will make it easier. Um, it's neat. In the way that it also seems that it will be adding <clears throat> trophy support, most likely to games. It says it's going to be, but I'm assuming it'll just be games that are multi-platform. Sure. Um, but still, that's nice. As much as trophies don't mean anything to some people, um, or, or, or achievements, I'm sorry, in this instance, don't mean something to some people. Some people really enjoy them. And while I was never a huge like fan of chasing them, I do find myself kind of missing occasionally seeing you know like the little weird goals to achieve and stuff so that'll be that'll be interesting as well so let's see according to this uh, article you can already sign into your xbox live xbox live profile on nintendo switch and mobile platforms within certain microsoft games like minecraft which right. makes sense so this is going to be inter- integration that'll tie non-microsoft games in as well uh according to this for example you're, if you're playing warframe on nintendo switch you could earn xbox achievements or if you're playing fortnite on mobile you could browse your xbox friend list to find people to play with, so this is this is really big news. Yeah, it's 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 huge, um, and it's Microsoft basically at this point they're realizing that it's better to fight with friends than it is with, with without them in terms of the, the console war. Um, yeah, well, 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 Sony ha- isn't doing any of this. As a matter yeah. of fact, Sony is being incredibly um, <clears throat> pig-headed about it. So. By micro and crossplay is something as is consoles get more expensive and people are using PC. It's something that people want. They feel less secluded off. It's less of its own ecosystem. So Microsoft is taking those steps with Nintendo Mobile sure. and PC to keep to keep. Even if you don't have the same system, you can still play with your friends, which really is a, a, a big deal. Um, it gets the ecosystem out there, even if they're not. I mean, they're still making money off of a, of a Microsoft game. Obviously, it's obviously part of that. But it's it's a lot of goodwill with Nintendo. Uh, this is almost like a power play. Yeah, oh, leaving nice. Sony out in the cold. Right. But we saw this coming because, like I said, Sony was stringent. They didn't want to. Was it even at first they were even against. Uh, yeah, they were against even originally the Minecraft. I think crossplay at uh, first. Fortnite. Was was it Fortnite? Yeah, Fortnite was the big one. Oh, that was the big one. And then Rocket League were they the last ones? To, I think to it was like Rock, yeah, Rocket League, Minecraft, and Fortnite are the three the like three big, big crossplay ones. But Sony was the first. Was like, yeah, yeah. It's like, why not? 
Microsoft has conceded, well, they, they are, they were founded a, a software company, but they, they conceded that they're a software company with this generation when you can buy a game and play it on Windows 10. You can buy your Xbox One copy and play it on Windows 10. Right. So what are they saying there? We don't care where you play it as long as you buy our software. Right. Which is fine. That's perfect. Because yeah. that's where we're headed anyway. That's, that's good. So what is this and what isn't this? This is not saying you're going to log on to your Switch and, and have Xbox Arcade there, live arcade, and download right. games. Of course not. That doesn't mean, yeah, it doesn't mean you're going to be playing Halo uh, tomorrow on your Switch. No. Now, what it does, though, is open this up to, in the future, who knows, way down the line. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, yeah, anything that's multi-platinum, we could conceivably see um, cross-play on. And this is basically the groundwork that'll make multi-platform? it Multi-platform? Uh, multi-platform, we would see multiplayer. We could... Okay, I thought you said multi-platinum. No. Plat- oh, you did say multi-platinum. <laughs> I probably did. I've like got multi-platinum. But, but, but this, is, this is Nintendo being like, huh, th- this could be our, a workaround in the future for AAA games that maybe publishers don't, wouldn't want to get on board with us, but now we have the Microsoft option to get a future Halo game. game. And, and like I said, cloud gaming isn't far away. This could, it, that could be in this generation. Well, and now that but, you know, companies know that uh, it would be possible for people on the Switch to play with the people on the Xbox, it may open up, like you said, more interest in porting certain AAA games over to the Switch. Um, also, I, it makes no sense to me with Sony uh, because they, they don't do the crossplay because they were, you know, in the lead, they didn't feel they needed to do it. But really, you're stifling sales. Um, if I'm playing a game, if I have a PlayStation and all my friends are playing um, Rocket League on an Xbox, I, then I, you know, I'm not likely to buy it because I don't want to play with people on the PlayStation. But if I can, that's another copy sold. Yeah, it's good for your rights holders, the people who are putting games on your platforms, to allow crossplay. They're going to make more money, and after this generation, people are going to see that with with Microsoft, and it's going to make. I think it's going to make dollar signs. So, so uh, for what I read, this was something they were talking about with Nintendo since May. They were starting conversations about like having a better relationship about other things. I think I, I think we talked about that though. I think we, we talked, did. I think okay. we mentioned that when they ta- when they announced the uh, Minecraft stuff that they were starting to talk more. So this is only this is only good for both of these companies because now you have a potential because Microsoft will. I think Microsoft realizes that their money is in the soft, obviously in software versus hardware. Um, they're not going to put a portable device. So this could be a way for them to sell to... Well, obviously, with mobile, you're potentially selling to a huge audience. Right. But really, mobile's not going to have the power to play an Xbox game. But the Switch might, though, sure. especially when you put in the cloud stuff. So this opens up software sales to Nintendo's handheld audience. This this is an extremely smart move. I don't see any negatives of the, that you can have from this at all. At all. No. I don't. Making your customer bases happy doesn't, that doesn't have no. a negative. And then people might be more willing to be, oh, I can buy a Switch to play whatever, a Halo game three years from now, four years from now, well, potentially. I'm not, not going to lie. I mean, That's a, looking at what's happening and thinking about the next generation, if I grab a next generation console, Sony doesn't have me, definitely. It's a coin toss, and a lot of it is what they haven't done and what Microsoft is Sony, doing. Sony, with backwards compatibility, mm-hmm. cross-platform play. Um, I heard there's rumors about the PS5 having backwards compatibility, but of, of what type and how far back? With whatever the next Xbox is, it's not unreasonable to think that it would be the next one, Xbox One, Xbox 360, and original Xbox, because the Xbox One already has 360 and Xbox One uh, uh, backwards compatibility into it. The, the architecture of the system just allows for that more readily, I think. 
So Sony will be clinging to their first party titles, and that's basically it for whatever the PS5 is going to be. Like that's basically it. That's yeah. their, that's the, the final frontier. That that's going to be it. They're like, like like a like on a like a clinging to a piece of wood in the sea, while Nintendo and Microsoft potentially have this awesome relationship that blossoms. So what this doesn't also mean is you're not going to see uh, Zelda on Xbox. No one. That's not what this means. I saw some people saying that. Oh, this means Nintendo's going to no no no. That's no. That's no. never happening. And never, I, ever, 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 ever. And I highly doubt that means we'll ever see Halo on the Switch. But like I said, just for those multi-platform games that are released, you know, for, naturally, those are going to be able to be connected. But this opens it up, though. Well, it could. It does. This, this is, I think this is Microsoft, in well, a way, saying, yeah, the consoles don't really matter anymore. Right. They were if on you board want an Xbox, great, thanks, but maybe in the future we're going to see those games yes. going everywhere. thanks. Buy the Xbox, but guess what? Our margin on the console isn't that great, most likely. Rather you buy all our software, we don't care where you fucking play it. Right. On, on uh, PC, which is how it's been for a few years now, on the PC, or on the, potentially on some sort of... Like I said, this is exciting. Uh, so this is this is huge news. Cannot be, cannot be uh, uh, overstated uh, on this. All right. Uh, so, Ian, uh, uh, Anthem. Anthem. Which I originally, I remember seeing the, wow, this teaser for this came out like a couple years ago. This has been developed for like four or five years. No, it, the the teaser was a year ago this past E3. That's it? Yeah. Oh, it seems like it's been longer than that. Uh, okay. So, Anthem is out. I don't really know, or it's coming out. I don't know much about Anthem, okay. I, honestly. It you, looks you like have Destiny. Like, you have, like, bases uh-huh. that you go out into the world, and you have these armored suits, I think, called javelins. javelins. You're based like Iron Man suits, and you fly around. It's in third person. Okay. You have teams, and you come across other enemies and monsters and stuff, and I think you... You 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 get diamonds or something? I don't know. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I don't know. But but it looked cool. It looks it looks, it looks cool. It looks colorful and yeah. fun. Just not necessarily something that I'm going to go out it's, of my way it's to pay like, attention it's to. It's like it's like semi open world. Right. I think like you share you share with your partners uh, the open world. I don't know if it's procedurally generated. I don't know that much about it. But you, at least when you're with your teammates and you're in like a one world with certain people. Okay, so it, it sounds like it's probably similar to Destiny's structure. Okay, um, but uh, that's not what we're here to talk about because we don't know anything about Anthem right now. Oh, I, 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 I well, remember watching it. It looked fun. Uh, what we're going to talk about is the ways to play Anthem. Yes, the this, this a sales chart that. <laughs> This thing is ridiculous. A four-column by five-row chart. So here, here are the uh, the uh, columns. Uh, demo access February first. Uh, early access full game on February fifteenth. Uh, play first trial ten hours on February fifteenth, and uh, then full game February twenty-second. So those are your those those are your okay. columns. Okay, there's five ways to get this game. Yep. All right? Standard pre-order, PC, PS4, Xbox One. The Legion of Dawn pre-order. The EA Access. The Origin Access Basic. Or the Origin Access Premier. I guess it's at the Origin Store. Yes. Holy shit. And then, 
So, for instance, so that well, there's all different details so, for these so, different so ways. So the of ways life. you can buy it make the rows, and yes. the dates make the columns, and then you get a bunch of check marks. And by the way, just in case you were curious, none of them have all the check marks, but that makes sense. So, like, if you have the standard pre-order for PC, PS4, and Xbox One, you can play the demo on February 1st, and you'll be able to play the full game on February. Yeah, 22nd. you can, every, every one of these five ways to purchase, you get the demo. But then you get only early access to the full game on February uh, 15th if you get the Origin Access premiere. All right? The first trial, play first trial, 10 hours, is if you get the EA Access and the Origin Access Basic, which to me just seemed like, I guess, just a subscription service. Then the full game, you get it with obviously the the pre-order, the Legion of Dawn pre-order, and then the Origin Access premiere, which I guess is the super... Subscription. So, so there's like three ways to get the full game, but they're also including two weird back asswords ways that you can play uh, the demo on the February first, and then the first trial on February fifteenth. I, I, this isn't necessary. No. Why was this necessary? I think they want to just. Ma- I think what's so bad about this is that there's two, there's three different subscription ways to get at this with the EA Access Origin Access Basic Origin Access Premiere. The chart doesn't help. It's almost as if this chart's not going to help anyone make a decision. No. It just it just he's like, oh my god, I just want the game. Just give me the game. Yeah, I just also, give me the game. I also feel like it's like a, a bunch of like I don't know, kind of fake pumping everything up. Like no no one cares that they, why, why does the game need this many ways to release? It doesn't. I don't know. Pay extra and you can play it. What five days early, seven days early? You can play it a week early if you pay extra. It's when know. did the when did the pay extra to, for early access? When did that begin? How many years back? I want to say like two or three. I can't remember the first game to do it, but I know like NBA Two K had one of those pre order it and play it three days early, and it's like, well then, then the release date's so, not the release date. The release date is the earliest you can get it. You're just punishing everyone else. Oh my god! So they, they want to make this another destiny. They want to make this, I think, like something that goes for like five, ten years. Like we're yes, you, you make this where we're gonna drop. You know, different different uh, DLC every year or so keep you involved, but this isn't a good way to start it off. No, this is this is nuts. And it seems like people have enjoyed the demo from what I've read. More, or less. It, it looks cool. But have an Iron Man suit, fly around and uh, kill dragons or something. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, let us pre-order the fucking game. And then so play then, it when according it comes to out. this, though, there's even uh, there's really bad prices for the in in game. Uh, cosmetics, javelin armor skins revealed in the image cost roughly twenty dollars. Oh my god! For a game that we're already paying full price for, uh, this caused an uproar on Reddit and social media. But Zombie Bioware clarified that prices aren't final on a subject to change. Holy shit! By saying that, but not, but not coming out and just saying that no, this is wrong. It's like five bucks. Yeah, or no, by bucks. saying that prices are subject to change means quiet down. Uh, they're going to be the same way. Quiet down. We'll start at sixteen ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> My God. Okay, if you pre-order Standard Legion of Dawn, you you play you play the game on February 22nd. If you have Origin Access Basic on PC or Xbox One, you get a 10-hour trial on February 15th. If you have Origin Access Premiere on PC, you get to play the game on February 15th. That's that's this article's attempt at making it easier. Those who It's actually a little bit easier. Yeah. Those who play on PlayStation 4 won't have to bother and just have one release date on February 22nd. So if you have PS4, you don't have to worry about it. Wow. And of course, Jim, yeah, Jim Sterling did a whole thing about this, about how ridiculous it is. Um, I think this is, is 
this is them wanting to have relationships, obviously with their own EA access service. It makes sense, but having a secondary subscription service thrown in here, just it, that that's to me confusing. Right. How, how that works out. <clears throat> I don't know anything about the origin access service. I'll look it up right now. I'm going to guess that EA access on Xbox one is more or less the same as origin access on the PC. His origin is electronic arts is store. Origin Access is five bucks a month for basic or thirty bucks for a full year, and it then gives you a discount, one game discount of ten percent. So it's just another subscription service. We're turning into just mindless subscribers of Hulu and Netflix and Disney and the Warner Brothers streaming and the CBS one if you want to watch Star Trek and Twilight Zone and uh, all this stuff. And it, we're gonna wish we had cable. <laughs> yeah. some, one um, one bill for $180? That sounds reasonable. Nope, that's where we're going. I got rid of cable because of Netflix and Hulu, and now it's getting to the point where it's just like, fuck it, just give me cable. Then you got to buy HBO, and then maybe you buy the YouTube. Well, actually, YouTube TV is only about 35 bucks, so that's reasonable. But yeah, it, but we're not going to save any money. We're going to have more choices, but we're not saving money in the long run. Right. Oh, well, it's capital issue. That was a fun, that was a fun couple of years. <laughs> Flex Pro Meals is a meal delivery company that sends healthy pre-made meals to your doorstep. Their goal isn't to give you salad. No. But epic recipes, entrees you may have grown up on that they make healthier versions of. Eating healthy is a lifestyle change, not a two-week gimmick. Ian, what are some of the nice meals that have Flex Pro Meals that you that you enjoy, that you indulge in? <clears throat> Been enjoying the backyard barbecue. Oh, that's good. That's, was that's a, a good chunk of pork. There was a beer brat chili. Ooh, that, I don't have. I don't think I had that one uh, yet. I got that one last week. That was extremely good. That was very, very tasty. They had the they had the keto uh, meals too, where it's just all tons of protein and fat and no carbs at all. If you want to try that, they have one called the Heart Attack Bowl, where it's just tons of like meat and sausage and bits and <laughs> pork, and that's all there is. And bits and bi- yeah. So it, it depends upon what your lifestyle is. So they have a weight loss tr- uh, fat trimmer plan for eight fifty a meal. And their lean muscle larger portion plan, that's one I have, at $11 a meal. They have smoked brisket mac, game day chili is really good, breakfast burritos is good. They have uh, ranchos. Huevos uh, rancheros. Huevos rancheros is really good. Uh, chicken alfredo is delicious. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. That, that's a sleeper. And and more. Uh, I, I even like the steak and potatoes one. And they have like chicken with sweet potatoes if you want to go a little healthier. They have everything. Right now, they even have, I'll show you, they even have an app that you can track. You know, your meals and your calories oh, yes, and stuff, too. Uh, right now, you can get 20% off your first order using code CUPODCAST when you visit flexpromeals.com. That's 20% off your first order with code CUPODCAST. And now I am hungry. So get going. We're proud to be working with NordVPN. That's what I use to keep myself safe online. And now you can, too. If you care about your privacy and the security of your info, NordVPN is giving you 66% off a two-year plan when you go to nordvpn.com slash podcast or use code podcast at checkout. Ian, what's a VPN? I'll tell you what a VPN is, Patrick. It's a virtual private network, and today, having a VPN is more critical than ever. Why? If you're doing anything online, your information and browsing habits are out there for anyone to get a hold of. When you use NordVPN, you have access to over 4,000 super speedy servers in 62 countries. Zoom! And those connections secure your information using military-grade encryption. That means your information and what you do online is nearly <laughs> impossible to track. So they have an app for your phone. They have uh, the software for PC, Mac, Android devices, iOS devices. Uh, one account lets you protect up to six devices. This is good for when you're traveling, when you're getting Wi-Fi at a coffee house, 
Ian likes going to his little uh, uh, Asian delis every once in a while. Uh, yes, indeed. And going there and getting his desserts. Is it what are they call it? The Asian delis? Uh, well, bakeries? Yes. <laughs> you can even try hopping on servers different parts of the world maybe maybe to stream things on websites maybe that you wouldn't have access to. And you can even maybe try to book flights. I hear that. It's a possibility. You pretend you're in Europe and maybe get a better deal. I'm not saying it's a guarantee. I'm just saying maybe. Again, get that special offer. 66% off a two-year plan. Go to nordvpn.com slash podcast or use code podcast and get going with your secure web browsing. All right, Dr. Mario World has been announced. I'm not sure how much uh, how much we're going to get out of this one. Uh, a mobile game on, on uh, what's the, we've had Mitomo, we've had Fire Emblem. Uh, Mitomo, Fire Emblem, Super Mario Run, Run. and then there's um, the Pocket Animal. Uh, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, and then there is a um, there's a, another action RPG one that they did that I can't remember the and name they, of. And they just pushed back the Mario Lost. Uh, that's in Japan, I believe. That one's here too. Okay, and they pushed back Mario Kart to, to later in the summer. That was supposed to come out. Um, so okay, they announced a mobile partnership with Line Corporation and a new game for smart devices. A very official, like, literally a press release. Official. Here we go. Context of the partnership. Uh, so this is going to be Dr. Mario World. Now, this is not a Dr. Mario game necessarily. It's going to be an all-new game, according to the press release, using Dr. Mario. It's going to be targeting an early 2019 global release, including Japan and the United so, States. Yeah, what they're saying is it may very well... It, it'll be a puzzle game, but it may it, it may not play the same way that you remember. Probably not. I can't imagine a Dr. Mario game playing well on a mobile device it's too it'd be too quick and flip too much and sure move too much but maybe it's a thing where they just like all those oh, oh, most of these games are almost not lacking skill but these puzzle games are like oh place it near the other colors and they all disappear which in theory is what dr mario is but much more complex they're gonna i think simplify this to such a degree that it probably will be dr mario in in almost name only and of course dr mario himself so i'm not a name only i'm an idiot but anyway, free to download with optional in-app purchases. Okay. Uh, so they're getting away from what they did with uh, Super Mario Run when they realized that no one want to pay $10. Even though I did. I paid 10 bucks for Super I Mario did. Run. I did. I like it. Speaking of the completionist, I 100% completed that. I'm very proud of myself. Got all the black coins. You know how hard it is to get some of those black coins? It's yep. tough uh, in that. Uh, so the company line, uh, you, you, you mentioned the phone to me. They're, they're, they're a big company. They have their- so Line is like uh, I guess it's like a how to put it it's like a messaging service uh, that's huge in Japan uh, like text messaging and it, okay. it had like stickers and stuff before uh, before I believe like uh, Apple text messages and things like that did so it was basically its own little ecosystem messaging, messaging ecosystem and it, as far as I know it's still quite popular but it uh, certainly was according to the press release uh, there's 165 million monthly active users in Japan, Taiwan, Thailand, Indonesia. Okay. So they're just going to market to them and maybe incorporate some of the some of the social media aspects of that app. And you have a ton of people that can play Dr. Mario World. Yeah. So this is a, a no-brainer. And that's why I'm so happy that Nintendo realizes that we can make money on mobile devices. When they first said they never wanted to do that, which is like, why wouldn't you want Because you're not making the same type of games for mobile. You're not. 
No. They're different types. Super Mario Run would never come out on Switch. It's too simple. But yeah. for a smartphone, it's fun. When people were concerned about, you know, Nintendo going to mobile, I think that was also during the years where we were seeing, like, Capcom throw, like, Street Fighter and Mega Man. Oh, that day were awful. No, we were the first to say those were terrible. Right. It, but, playing, my, playing my Comic-Con. Yeah. Even it, 1942, terrible. So I think, you know... I, I think that's actually yeah. what people were looking for at that point, or they were afraid of. They were, they were thinking they that we were going to get, yeah. we were going to literally get Zelda on a on a phone. No, they've they've shown that they've they've found a way to basically make the games that fit the mobile market. They're not morons. They they know what's going to work. Yeah, uh, Miitomo was a weird experiment, but whatever. People were using it at first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't logged into Miitomo since like a week after it came out. Oh, I don't know. That I, think, I, I think does. I think after constantly asking if I like bread, I think I was done with it. Right. <laughs> it's like, do you like bread? I guess. Sure, and, I love bread. Uh, who are you, Nintendo? Who are you selling this information to about my love of bread? I don't know. And we spoke about. Bubsy before on the podcast? So, this is Pat's questioning voice? So, Bubsy, I, I'm fairly certain we did. Last year, Bubsy put out a, a there was a new Bubsy game, Revenge of the Woolies or something like that. Um, I believe we talked about it when it was kickstarted the first time, maybe uh, early last year, maybe even a little bit before. Maybe we didn't. Maybe we decided Bubsy wasn't worth fucking talking Not about. Not lovable Bobcat, that sea lister mascot. But <laughs> apparently <laughs> love their ironic games, so... Um, you know, from Accolade. Yes, from Accolade. The name you can trust. So uh, now the Bubsy game is out, the first one, and now there's a second one coming out. The second one is coming out in April, and it's called Bubsy Paws on Fire. Spicy Extras. So the Spicy Extras is the, is the <laughs> is the Kickstarter campaign we're looking at. So basically, Paws on Fire is going to be the game that comes out. I believe it's April, but they're running a Kickstarter not for the game, but for but so they can make DLC for the game that's not out yet. They're already planning on it, right? Via so, Kickstarter. So they want to. They're running a Kickstarter to oh. make DLC okay. for the game that's not out yet. So where is Pause on Fire coming out on? I don't know. Uh, it's going to be on Switch. That they announced that it's coming to Switch. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be on uh, other air, uh, places as well. Um, Steam, okay. Steam and Switch. I have uh, PS4. Do I see Xbox? Do I see Xbox going once? Going once. I don't see Xbox on here so far. Okay. So, so, they, so they kickstart the original game. So the original game, I believe, was kickstarted, released. Okay. Now they're releasing Well, not released one. yet, but they're going to release No, the, it. the original one. This says coming out in April. No, Revenge of the Woolies. Okay. Stick with me. Revenge they of the Woolies kickstarted. kickstarted the first game. It's out. Pause on Fire is a sequel. This one's coming out. In April. Pause of fire, okay. This one did not have a Kickstarter, I believe, but it has a Kickstarter for the, the DLC. DLC. For the game that's not out yet. Why are video games so fucking confusing? I don't know. The, <laughs> I'm still stuck <laughs> with the answer yeah, thing. Exactly. My brain is all, all, all warped. So, okay. So, here's what we're going to get. Okay. Here's what we can get if this Pause is, if this is funded. This is funded at $25,000. We'll get... Okay. Two new Bubsy costumes. Oh no! Is it really two new Bubsy costumes? More sound bites for Bubsy. Uh, a digital OST, a, bra- a new playable character, shh, a brand new Impossible World and new boss, a limited edition PlayStation Four physical version with a CD OST inside the box. So, okay, 
this would be neat if it was just, hey, we can raise this and give you extra content. But keep in mind, this is, they're raising money for DLC. It even says here, underneath that content that I listed off, asterisk, this content may be sold as premium DLC in the future. Well, yeah, you're, this is just pre-ordering the DLC. It's, 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 it's insane. Is this, a, is this a first? I don't, uh, yeah, a I, Kickstarter uh, for DLC? I don't know. For a game that's not out yet? It might be. I mean, I've never heard of this in my life. I mean, it's absolutely mind-blowing. But you're getting the, the money for the, the DLC to then charge for it. Well, no, if you yeah, pre-order yeah. it, you're going to get it. But they want the money up front to develop the DLC. They yeah. want you to buy the DLC up front so they can develop it. Yes, exactly. It's a pre-order campaign for DLC. The, the cojones of Accolade here. Yeah. The cojones. I, I almost like the brazenness here of, of, of doing it. So, all right, at 40000 But see, like here, no, but like Pledge 20 or more, for instance, right? Okay. The On Fire tier. Eureka, a digital PS4 copy of Bubsy Paws on Fire on day of release and at a huge discount while, at supplies, while supplies last. That does not say That's not it, DLC. Claim, it claims the DLC, right? You're it's, just buying the game. It's just buying the game. So you're paying. So you're so for twenty bucks, you get the game apparently at a discount, but then that money is going towards making the DLC that you may buy later. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Holy what? shit! What? Holy shit! I need a flowchart on this one. It's ridiculous. Do you get it? Like, yes. Yeah, it's insane. There's a music tier for 25 bucks where you get the soundtrack as well, and you get it digitally on Switch. My question is, $20, how is that a huge discount? What are you charging? The I... game's a runner. It's being made by the same people who did BitTrip Runner. How, wh- how much money are you going to charge for an endless runner? Is, is there any tier here where you get this DLC? No. $35, too much stuff. You get BitTrip Runner as well, and Runner 2, as well as Bubsy at... But no, you do not get the DLC. Holy shit, this is weird. Yeah, you don't get the DLC. Is there no DLC tier? I guess how would you deliver DLC to people? The back, I guess maybe it's hard yeah, to do just that. Codes? No, people just do codes. It all the time. Okay, all right. Okay, I'm trying to. No, there's there's no reason. It's just insane. Even the hundred dollar tier, the hundred dollar tier, you don't get it. You get Paws on Fire digitally on all systems. You get the the OST. It doesn't. It's not on Xbox. You get your name in the credits. You get Runner Two and Three. Another. So you get like six games. Uh, you get the Bubsy the Wooly Strike Back. You get Bubsy Twofer, and you don't get the DLC. By the way, there's the tiers in the DLC are nuts too. Forty thousand dollars. You get new costumes for Wooly yeah. and Virgil. Nine more Bubsy voice lines. Seventy-five thousand dollars. A mysterious new character. I guess to to do the running. At one seventy-five k, a new impossible world with four new levels. At two twenty-five, three additional levels to the impossible world. At two hundred fifty thousand, boss level for the impossible world. Okay, I'm done with fucking video games, dude. I cannot like that. Just hurts my. Fucking why would head. Why would they have just done a Kickstarter for the, for the pause on fire? Then, you're saying they never did that? I don't think so. Let's find out. Bubsy. I mean, maybe they did, but either way, this fire. is still ridiculous. It's weird. Okay, maybe... Nope, 20 hours ago. That's spicy extras. Uh, this is nuts. I just... I can't believe it. Th- I'm trying to think of an equivalent. 
Bubsy paused on fire Kickstarter's attempting to fund DLC. Uh, yeah, I'm not seeing anything okay. other than that. This is if instead of doing a Kickstarter for a certain NES guidebook, I already I'm already planning to release it. I'll do a Kickstarter to add on a pamphlet with like uh, you know Famicom like the Famicom highlights package on top of it. Well, this is sort of like I mean, but you gotta buy, but you gotta you gotta buy the book. For me to make the Famicom packet, but you're not getting the Famicom packet in the Kickstarter. You could, but you're not for this Kickstarter. You're not you're not backing what the Kickstarter's goal is. <laughs> you're have, not. And you'll have to pay for it later. And you're gonna have to pay for it later. <laughs> Why not just offer both of it? Offer the game with the with I, I can't I am I reading this wrong? No, we're reading it right. But yeah, anyways, I think that's about as much as I can handle of that. Like, seriously, it, it's, it hurts. What a weirdly fucking backwards way to do it. However, they are dying to add just a few more things as DLC after launch later this summer. The only way to make that happen is with your help. If we can start the spicy extras now, while the Choice Provisions team is ready to roll, we can add some major additional fun. So they want the money now, I think, to hire the people to do the DLC to come out later in the year. So, so while, but, but, it, but it's like DLC is created to raise, to make money. You don't give money to... It, none of it makes any goddamn sense. They're doing... It, it's like entirely backwards. This isn't a true Kickstarter. Honestly, by terms of service, this should not be a Kickstarter campaign. Right. Because you're not backing what you're advertising. Yeah. This is not aver- this is not just Bubsy Paws on Fire. This is Bubsy Paws on Fire spicy extras. This is advertising the extras more so than the original game that's not even out yet. This should not be a Kickstarter campaign. Yeah. This is nuts. Yep. I'm glad we decided to cover this because the more I read this, the more fucking insane this is. Oh yeah. This is and it's for Bubsy, by the way. Yeah, it's for Bubsy. A, 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 a tier lower a fucking than puck- Crash Bandicoot, who's already a B-lister on here. Holy shit. I hope we got that right. I don't want all the Bubsy fans to come after us if we got that wrong. Well, if we got it wrong, then explain it to us, because that's, I can't understand that. I, that's indecipherable in any other way. Okay. Woo. All right. Ian, we have a scumbag. Seller. Of the week, multiple ones, multiple ones. So, um, so I did play some Smash Brothers, Ian. Yeah, I bought it in time to get the Piranha Plant DLC. You had a, you had a time limit to buy the game, right? Yep. And install it. I haven't turned it on since to probably update the. But you got the bonus. You got uh, Piranha Plant, good old Piranha Plant in there as a playable character. Adorable. Yep, runs around on his little feet. That's adorable. Yes, and spits at people and you know mm-hmm. eats them and stuff. It's like a little shop of horrors, basically. Um, so you can still purchase it. Five after, bucks. For five bucks after the fact. Yep. So, just, if you, so if you missed out, it was just a bonus to get you to buy early. Oh, it's a good little bonus because they have other, you know, DLC planned. Right. Uh, which they're not doing a Kickstarter for. Where, <laughs> no. Where you can buy more characters. So if you missed out, no problem. You, you spend five bucks. The problem is, though, Ian, people are taking codes, the uh, pre-order DLC codes for Piranha Plant, and putting them on eBay 
to get poor rubes to try to buy them for more than $5. Right. Somehow, these people are convincing other people who are not very smart, I guess. Um, oh, no. People are being dumb. All people are being dumb. Um, that that this character was legitimately a once-in-a-lifetime option. Sure. That you had no chance of ever getting again. No, yeah. So, people have been putting these codes up for um, for, uh, for Piranha Plant and Smash on eBay and uh, asking like 30 bucks for them. Here's one for 10 That's the cheapest one I see at the top of my head. Uh, just for a buy it now. There's one under $5, but it's an open auction. What at four dollars? So what do you hopefully get up to four ninety? You know, like what's yeah. the point? Uh, Eleven fifty with three bids and still going with a day left. Twenty seven dollars are best offer. Eight dollars are best offer. See, at least that's not. At least they're realizing, hey, this is dumb, but I'm not trying to squeeze thirty dollars out of you. But if you hit on sold listings on eBay, there's some poor suckers. All right, you bought it for six bucks. You didn't know any better. Someone bought it for $15. With free local pickup, what, are they going to give them an actual yeah. piranha plant? <laughs> um, $4 with $2 shipping on it. Okay? Sure. thirteen fifty with 10 bids. You got into a bidding war or something that cost you $5. <laughs> $15. Pay extra. Someone paid $25. Someone paid $20. Someone paid $28. Someone paid $25. These are stupid people. Dare I say it? Uh, dumb Smash Brothers fans that didn't know any better that went in here and said I'm gonna uh, spend money on something that if I just went into the if I just googled it I'd be able to figure out it was five dollars this is a, uh, on, this is on the a weird scumbag seller because well the sellers are obviously incredibly scummy and awful people they're doing something legal just fucking do some Aren't research they? are they doing something legal are you allowed to resell DLC I, I have no idea Codes, but but yeah do research on this yeah this isn't something like I'm buying a retro pie with ROMs loading up because like, okay you're providing a service and I'm too lazy to do something illegal myself at least but I can at least do it this is just something that you're just lazy to, you don't want to buy in the eShop and I, I mean I know some crazy collectors but this isn't even like a card there's no like card on it's not on a card it's just a code that was sent to you how is it? I'm just a little, code that's sent to you when you when you registered your game. Sure. Uh, then you, you, you'll, you'll put it into the eShop. You'll type it in. Yeah. Right? So how is this one selling out of New Jersey? $2 shipped. No game, just code. So how are you shipping it? You're going you're gonna to type it out and put it in an envelope? I mean, is, is, <laughs> should, should there be repercussions? Is there repercussions for that? Can you charge shipping on something you're not shipping? Expedited shipping. So I'm guessing you can just ship in a little vanilla envelope for for fifty cents is is now the cheapest letter. Fucking print it out and fold it. I mean, because literally it doesn't come on anything physical. No, it never can. This code is not on anything physical. You can't go into GameStop and buy a card with a Piranha Plant on it, can you? No, you, I mean you could. I mean you might be able to for points, but no, well, you can there, buy there, the, Yeah, you there's the no points. way to physically buy this. Uh, let's see. What uh, Nintendo Life said. Uh, we can only assume that these sellers believe the character was exclusive to that time frame and, and, and are hoping to cash in on that early purchase. It seems completely bizarre to try and sell a digital product for more than its, than its official and much safer option readily available via Nintendo's own store. Yeah, there's no guarantee that Code Your Own is going to work as well. Right. No guarantee. And then we have this. This is the first comment, though. If it was on an actual card with a code like those eShop cards, I'd buy one. For $30? Well, maybe for... Te- I don't know. Maybe they just want to be a collector. Maybe there's a Smash Brothers collector that wants to get everything, like getting all the Amiibos, you know? Yeah. Is there a Piranha Plant Amiibo yet? No, but when I, there I, is, I, I will, will buy one. It, yeah. I, don't, I only have, like, a handful of Amiibo, 
I have Little Mac. I got that gold Pac-Man uh, one that the person was nice enough to play. Oh, yeah. Remember that one? Um, I have a Mr. Game Watches somewhere. I have Rob in a case. And I might have another one. But I have, I have all the ones I could ever probably ever want to own. But I will get Piranha Plant because he's adorable. This is a good comment, Or she's though. adorable. I think it's a she. She's adorable. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Finally, a price fitting for such a majestic character. <laughs> Did someone say that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So uh, this is just disappointment. I'm not, I mean, not surprised. I'm disappointed that people are, are not researching a DLC. But at least Nintendo's not doing a, a Kickstarter to sell Smash Brothers so you can potentially buy Piranha Plant later. I still I can't get over that. I'm no. sorry. This is referencing Bubsy. It hurts my uh, face from before. All right. Uh, so uh, so uh, these I would call them more just more seedy than total sleaze. But uh, yeah, Piranha Plant DLC code uh, sellers. You are the scumbag sellers of the week. Uh, Ian, do you want to talk about? Batman I have nothing being, to say about it. Batman's being recast for 2021. I think Superman's being recast too, uh, because the DCU is a fucking mess. Looks like Aquaman and Wonder Woman may be the two best things we ever get out of the it. The best things that survive out of that. They're, they're basically doing a soft reboot of Suicide Squad. Um, the only thing that's good about that is... Um, there's, a, there's a fucking Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie coming out that has nothing to do with the rest of these movies. Uh, Just a disaster. Who, who, uh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, uh, James Gunn is doing the Suicide Squad movie. Though, yes. So it could be interesting. It's some sort of Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad reboot. All right, that's it. I, I don't have the heart to talk about this, but the DCU, fuck. It, it's probably ended up worse than what we thought. They couldn't even take a... Yeah, they couldn't it, keep, it did. They couldn't keep a cohesive universe for even like six years. It did end up worse than I... Than, I didn't think they'd thought. be recasting Batman after two and a half movies, because he was in Suicide Squad, and they recast Superman after... Uh, no, three movies. They got three movies out of Superman as well. Or two and a half, because he shows up, uh, spoilers, like two-thirds through uh, Justice League. What a fucking mess. I'm sorry. Moving on. I don't want... Uh, people say our Disney checks in the mail, but Jesus Christ. Meanwhile, you have a... Anyway, sorry. That's fine. Ian, let's, let's do our weekly uh, game store employee rundown. Tell me about a nice story that happened this so, week, Ian. I think I talked about this one a while back. This is really just a, a comment, but um, I've now... I, I, there's this character. Uh, I now call him the Milkman. Uh, the Milkman cometh. The Milkman. And... Uh, he is uh, wild-eyed and has, like, crimped blonde hair, long blonde hair down to his shoulders. Crimped? It's like... It's like... It's like waffle wavy. It's like really, really wavy. Like, he does it at home? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but, I mean, there's some effort that's going into this. Okay. Um, so he is clean a little bit. Nah, no. Okay. No, I, I don't know how his hair does this. It's the most unique hair I've seen in a long time. I don't know how my hair does it either. Um, but it's long. And it's very wavy. And uh, he walks around the neighborhood. I don't know if he's homeless or just there. Um, and him and his buddy once came in and bought a 360. After, um, And he was like, "Is does the sync button work on this 360? It's like, yes, the sync button works on the 360. For the controllers. Like, yeah. He's like, can you show me that the sync button works on the 360? And I'm like, okay. So I hook it up and I press the sync button. And he's like, okay, all right. Are they known to break? No. And I go, and I'm like, <laughs> we're getting there. 
Um, I, as far as I remember, because this first story was a couple months ago, I was, I, I, I you know, I said, um, yeah, we don't usually have any issues with them. And he's like, oh, well, I've had like two 360s. Uh, and the, I, the last 360 I bought from GameStop, uh, the sync button didn't work and I returned it. And then the next one, the sync button didn't work. And I was like, Did, is it the controller? And he's like, no. <laughs> Not even think it could be the controller. Okay, I'm like, well, here it is. It works. So I sell it to him and his friend. And they come back later that night. And they go to grab a, a game and the one guy goes, yeah, yeah, that 360 is working great. Thanks. His friend. Okay. Right. And I'm like, okay. So then they buy like a $5 game for the 360 for the 360. Okay. And then they leave next morning. They come back and, uh, the, the kid, the dude with the blonde hair comes back with the 360 and he goes, yeah, I need to return this. I'm like why? And he's like, it doesn't work. I'm like, what doesn't work? He's like, the sync button doesn't work on this one. And I'm like, and I just, I look at him and I go, but it was working last night. And he goes, no, what? And I said, you came in with your friend and you grabbed a game and your friend goes, it's working great. Thanks. That's literally what I said to him. And he goes, no, no, we didn't, we didn't even get the TV until this morning. They didn't get the TV until this morning. Right, okay. the TV until this morning. So he buys a three. He goes out and buys a used three sixty without having a TV. So he buys a used three sixty. No TV without having a TV. Okay, but it works fine that night According because to his because his other three sixties the sync button didn't work. We had no TV, but he had no TV, and he made it sound like he was buying these recently. So I just look at him, and he's like, his face is doing this weird like twitch thing while he's looking at me and I'm like oh I, I can't do this anymore like just can't and I'm like you know what um here's your money back we're done like I he just, gave it he, was, he gave the system it was the same system it was the same system same serial same serial number but I just I there was no way that the rest of this transaction was going to go well so did you give him credit or cash I just gave him the fucking cash back. oh wow I was just like be gone like I really just did not want to deal with it at all I'm just like, here's your cash back. Good day. Because I could have showed him that the sync button worked. I, I could have showed him that. <laughs> and it wouldn't have mattered. I, I mean, I, I mean, just in that small little period of time talking to him, I realized that nothing I said would matter to him. Because he's not... I mean, I don't know what's going on did in he really, his life. Did he realize he, did, he, just, he can't afford a, th- a used 360? I, maybe. What was that? How much is a used 360? I think they're like 50 bucks. Now. I was going to say 50 40 bucks. 40 bucks. Uh, anyways, so whatever. He's kind of, like, angry. Then, like, two weeks ago... So this happened three weeks ago? Or... This was, like, a month, okay. month and a half month ago, ago. Two no, months no, ago. Fast forward to two this weeks is, ago. This is, like, two, three weeks ago. I get to work early. A lot of days when I'm in La Mesa. Get some stuff done in the morning. Sure. And before I'm ready to open the store, I go to open the front door, and I'm, I'm going to go to the corner store to get myself some coffee. Okay. And as I walk out, I see him with a half gallon of milk in mid-pull. Just taking milk down on the street like it's what you do. Just taking... Swilling milk. Just swilling a half gallon plastic jug of milk like you do on the street. A two ninety nine half gallon of milk. And, like, I just walk out and I see it. And I just... I start laughing because... What the fuck is this? Like, I'm just, like, looking. And he, like, looks down. And he, like... 
He's like, yeah, fuck you, man. And I, I, start, la- I, start, I start laughing, and he puts his he puts his jug down, and he's like, oh, man, fuck you, and just keeps on walking. He was just right in front of the store. He was like, yeah, like, as I walked out the door and turned, like, he's right there drinking milk. And, like, it was just... While most, he's walking. Yeah, it was, it was just the most absurd thing I'd ever seen. So I, I, I just, I left, and he was like, oh, man, fuck you. And I'm like, all right. So then he, that later that day, he walked back. So this was at like, this would have been 1045 in the morning. Okay. He walked this way with the same jug of milk at about noon. He walked past the other way. He walked the other way. Past same the half window, gallon. Same half gallon around noon. And then around five o'clock in the evening, he walks by again. And I see there's like an inch of milk in the jug. So this is like a six hour period. Yeah. Of, of him working on that half gallon of milk. Yep. Well, at, least, at least it's not really warm out right now. It's like it's not like eighty degrees, seventy. At least it's like still. It's, so you don't want to drink lukewarm weird. milk. So then the other day he was, um, um, he walked by, and he always stares into the store and just like looks at me when he's walking by. And uh, he didn't have any milk with him, but that's why I brought him up. I referred to him as the milkman on Twitter. I said, the milkman has a radio with him today, a small radio, and he did. And he had it at just insane volumes, and I have no idea what he was listening to as he walked by the One Direction. Um, It was some hip-hop beat that I couldn't place. But when he came back the other way, it was Devil Came Down to Georgia. It went from hip-hop to Devil Came Down from Georgia. Yeah. All right. That was it. I didn't see him for the rest of that day. But yeah, that's that's the milkman. And he comes in every so often. No, he doesn't come in anymore. He just gl- he just glares into the store. Oh, so the one time he bought the Xbox with his friend is when he came in. Yeah, that's like the only time I remember him. But now he just has milk. He just has milk or loud radios and likes to glare at me because I is break there, is, I break I break all the sync buttons. Is there a, super, a supermarket nearby where he picks up this milk, or you think he just goes to the local little? I mean, there's there's, deli. A, there's a Ralph's. I mean, a, a few blocks down. Well, uh, you know, it's it's better than having a forty having the milk. I think it's weirder. <laughs> I mean, I'm sur- perhaps it is better, but it is certainly strange. I'm not saying it's normal. I'm just saying at least he's acting in the best health for his bones and for his teeth. That's all. Wow. Pat. Pat, we have a, a Patreon. We don't want to mention it too much, though. Um, you want to tell us how to get there? Well, Ian, <laughs> you go to <laughs> http colon slash slash www.patreon.com slash CU podcast. And there, Ian will put up his writing as posted his writing. This yeah, I do some writing. Uh, you can have a, you can meet with me uh, once a month doing the, the, the phone face thing. Well, hold on a second. It's, it's a Google Hangout. It's Google not Hangout. Like, come to the store and do a Hangout. That'd be fun, too. <laughs> I said it was a phone face thing. And you get the full video podcast. You do. By the way, people, I don't think some people realize this when they're watching YouTube. This is an audio podcast. We, th- we should remind people more about this, honestly. Yes. You can download the full audio po- podcast every Tuesday on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, uh, Google Play, uh, other devices. You know, it's cupodcast.podbean.com. You could get the back library if you don't want to do a subscription. You don't have to wait for these snippy clips to get no. put up on YouTube. And, and now, at, at most, our, our news is only six days behind. Yeah. And, or six and a half days and not 14 days behind. Certified fresh. Yeah, certified fresh, like the milk. Yes. Like the milkman. <laughs> so we have a Patreon poll going on in third place which i think it's time to, to cut this one from now if all game genres would disappear which one would you save 25 percent, which is respectable but right. 
In second place, this is the one I wanted to win. This is going to come back for the next week. What would the CU podcast look like without Pat at 31%? <laughs> and number one, unfortunately, this week is why has geek culture become more cool the past 10 years? You want to go first or me? You go first. Okay. We've talked about this years past. Yes. But I, I think um, events have become more prevalent, like Comic-Con where they've become destination vacations and people are discovering them more and more with the internet and with YouTube. And they've blown up. I went to the first one in 2008. You could still buy tickets right before Comic-Con in 2008. You yep. could get a ticket. You can't get a ticket for the past five, six years. Right. You cannot get a ticket. So I think it's a combination of events like that. You have uh, Walking Dead is definitely a part of it. Zombie stuff was always seen as kind of fucking weird and like, like zombie movies were always seen weird. That's a huge 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 show which is still on tv it should have ended years ago but whatever uh the marvel movies the mcu are huge and that goes along with comic-con 2008 iron man came out the the marvel movies made comic books become more into the mainstream quicker yes you had comic movies before that but they they, they weren't four or five a year in the same you know universes or you know you you know before you'd have oh you have a spider-man movie every two or three years you might get an X-Men movie every three right. years. It's different when you say, I have to see all 20 of these movies because there's an overarching story connecting most of these together. Right. You know, and before it was like, the, you know, before it was weird to see a Daredevil movie. That was weird. It's like, hey, it's kind of, a, you know, he's not an A-lister. Now you've got C-list characters that are huge and you have Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant-Man. I never thought I'd see an Ant-Man movie in my freaking life or Doctor Strange, yeah. you know. So it, through marketing, geek culture nerd culture whatever has become bigger star wars has always been popular to a degree but you had you had um you know the, like the rebels the animated tv shows get bigger and this is even before the new movies come out um i think the internet hell has helped a lot and i think social media has helped a lot too because social media uh helps you find helps you find um other people with like interests come together right so i think that's all part of this stew that's going on right now I uh, I definitely think social media is a huge part of it. Um, it made what once upon a time would have been seen as a you know a, a small group of people sure. feel less distant from each other. Sure. Um, once you accomplish that and people feel less distant from each other, more people feel more comfortable, and you find people who maybe didn't want to admit that they were into some of these things previously seen as nerdy more comfortable to admit it because now there was a place to talk about it. There was a large arena online for discussing these sorts of things. Sure. Um, Comic-Con's obviously a huge one, and I feel like it started somewhere, you know, a, a, a interesting point of it kind of being a, a changeover. It was like the PlayStation 2 era... Um, when the Star Wars prequels were coming out, it video games became more popular. They were talked about in rap songs. They were featured in in movies and things like that. And you know, when Star Wars got big again, people started to talk about it. And you started slowly to find out that some of these famous people that you liked, that you looked up to, or you thought were cool, uh, were into this as well. And it sort of made it. I don't know. I think for some people, it made it okay. Basically, the slow showing of acceptance over time just snowballed. Well, it's also generational. So right. I am, how you define it, I'm either the, the first of millennials or the, the last of Gen X. I think I'm technically first of the millennials, like 80 to 82 is like whatever the cutoff is. So people my age are now like the more prevalent society, you know, 30s, early 40s. 
and then we have kids now. Sure. So if we think it's normal to like video games, we're like the first generation of like home console or first and a half. If we have kids, for us it was never nerdy. For our kids, sure. it's definitely not <clears throat> sure. nerdy. Does that make sense? Yeah. <clears throat> so now it's it's like trickle down effect. As you're almost off screen at this point, almost hitting into my cabinet again. <laughs> I'll we'll get this we'll get this right sometime. Yeah, sometime. No, you don't have to move over to my half. I'm, I am. Now I'm in it. Too close to my lemur my lemur cup. Don't care. One dollar <laughs> refills. That's right. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I think that's all part of it. I, I think it's the uh, internet's helped, social media's helped, and now it's it's almost like yeah, the first generation was, it was always seen as weird to get into this stuff, but we're now like the second and third generations when it comes to right this stuff. Like gaming hasn't been seen as I guess, and you could say in the eighties, it was gaming or early nineties. Some people thought gaming was weird, but also like the, the, like the middle aged people that are like, oh, gaming is that's for kids. Yeah, I mean, you going know. going up through middle school and even in part of high school, games were still considered pretty nerdy. But I, that. Like I said, that definitely firmly well, that was definitely changed, and also like computers were seen as nerdy. Yes, and computers got widespread in the mid to late nineties. Now you can't imagine living without a computer or, or computers or our phones, basically. So yeah, you know, it, it's just it's the changing the times. Same thing with like music. Music becomes like I never thought that you know every commercial you watch has hip hop music in it. Like twenty years ago, that would have been like insane, right? You know, like now it's like oh, hip hop is it's it's everyone's into it now. It's it's accepted. Yeah, that's just your partisan opinion. My partisan opinion, it's about your partisan opinion. Well, you seem very anti-America. Anti-American. <laughs> All right, uh, we have a Q and A on the CU podcast. This is from uh, oh, coming back with a bullet. That ass is my boss. Uh, good to see you there, buddy. Uh, do you think the video game industry will ever adopt the Hollywood formula of remaking classics more than once? Example: 2018's A Star Is Born was the fourth iteration of that film. Do you think we'll ever see a fourth Resident Evil two? Um. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I think we're already at that point, and in some ways it's fine, in some ways it's 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 not so good. Um, but, I mean, you look at something like Shadow of the Colossus. Shadow of the Colossus had its PS2 version, a PS3 remaster, and then the PS4 version. Um, so, I mean, this is the same game being released three times. How big was the difference between the PS3 and PS4? Uh, graphically quite a bit. Okay. Yeah, it's really nice looking on the PS4. Um, and then you've got games like Resident Evil 4. That had their that was that were released on the GameCube and PS2, and I'm not just talking about ports, but then it got the Wii U edition or the Wii edition, and then it got the HD remakes. So it's I know some of it is just further porting, but in terms of actually making the game again, we've already started so, 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 to talk see about this. an entire remake though. Like Resident Evil Two is an entire remake. Resident Evil Two is an entire remake. Resident Evil One's an entire remake. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus. On the PS4 is an entire remake. Even from the three, okay. Uh, yeah, if I'm if I'm remembering correctly, so it's not unprecedented. They remade Halo Two, right? They remade Halo Two. Yeah. Uh, they remade all three Crash Bandicoots. Um, so I, I think we're already there. Um, is is is? But how often will this happen? Will this be every generation? Will it be every t- ten years? Will it be every five years? Every console generation? Well, with certain games, I mean, I, it seems like it's. I mean. For Shadow of the Colossus, it's been every generation. You can get it on all three of the PlayStations that it was on. Um, <clears throat> but I, I think it, as time goes on, we will see this become more regular. Um, there's something to preservation and making sure you have the original games around. But a really good game is is more or less timeless. And I think it's... I, I don't think we needed every generation or even every two... But it makes sense to me that we're going to see classics updated and brought into 
modern times. Sure. It's like how books like Alice in Wonderland have multiple versions. Sure. Multiple, like, te- televised versions, multiple movie versions. You're going to see... It's not It's not really that weird to see <clears throat> good source material reiterated. Sure, it's just not every every five years. It's no. usually every 15, 20, 20. Like, like I said, Star Wars Born, the first one was like, what, the 30s? Sure. So that? I'm, the I'm not one? saying that this, this the, the current pace Star. makes sense. <clears throat> no, the, the current pace is nuts. But will we ever see me. a fourth Resident Evil 2? I don't know, maybe. Or maybe they'll just move on every generation and be like Resident Evil 4 remade, you know. And we need Resident Evil 3 remade first. Resident Evil 4 is still great. Yeah, it's a good Love game. that game. Yep. See, I played a modern game in this century. Oh my god. This century. This yeah. Century, I did. <laughs> Hell in the War I played. Beat that one, remember? Yep. What was the first Star Wars Born? Now, now I'm curious. Uh, I think they changed the name a few times on that one. Um, yeah, I, I think it just comes down to what the people, I guess, what they demand, you know? Yeah. I think it's going to be something where every it's going to be like every 15, 20 years, I think it's going to hit on the nostalgia. It's going to be like the Final Fantasy 7 thing. Yeah. It's going to be like, well, now you're, you know, you're in your 30s when you played it when you were like 13, 14, now you're in your 30s or early 40s. We're going to go hit you with that nostalgia right. going back. You know what I mean? Like, like now would be a time for if they ever redid a, a proper, well, they redid GoldenEye, but not a proper one. Now would be the time to do it. Yeah. Not, not 12 years afterwards, you do it 20 years afterwards or right. 25 years afterwards and you hit I didn't play that remake of GoldenEye I don't know if I got good reviews well it's different maps so it probably wasn't it wasn't yeah it wasn't, it wasn't a the, remake it was just like We're gonna the, name, the name, name only it. they yeah. slapped the name on it sure slappers only on that yeah okay so uh, alright there you go this was a see you podcast I guess that was it that was a see you podcast and go uh, home and fucking eat something so flexpromeals.com slash see you podcast Flex probe meals. I, I got a Kickstarter coming up. I keep uh, yeah, forgetting I could get that off the ground. Uh, that's going to be a fun one. And uh, yeah, and uh, we'll be at Soul Coverage for Gaming Expo, February 23rd, 24th. We'll announce the ninth annual NES Marathon probably next week. It's going to be early March. We're, we're forced to gotta keep pushing back, but we got a semi firm date. Semi firm. That's, the, that's uh, and purple. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, anything else going on? Are you going to watch the Super Bowl next year, Ian? No. You, know, you want to take a cupcake home? Yeah. Well, you can't because you didn't come to the Super Bowl. Oh! I'll give you one. Boo. All right, so for Ian Ferguson, I'm Pat Contry. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.